Hope you're having a great day. Whew, man. <laughs> Been a pretty good day, I will say. <laughs> I'm a poet and don't even know it. Anyway, uh, if you're here for the repost, uh, or if you're watching the repost, I should say, make sure to leave comments or any ideas, any suggestions. I know I say this, but it uh, never seems like anyone does. But <laughs> anyway, got to say it anyway. All right. So first, uh, let me start by saying big thanks. I just hit 2,000 subs. So, man, that's an awesome platform. It took me, or plateau, I guess. <laughs> it took me over a year to hit 1,000 subs and then like six months to hit 2,000 subs. But... I will say in the last month or so, hey, what's up, Chip? How's it going? I will say in the last two months, I've kind of slowed down and tried to make better videos instead of more videos. So if I can't get out the two videos in live stream a week, I just put it off and, and release the second video the next week and don't obsess about getting those two videos out, which... I think my production's going up a little bit more. Gives me a little bit more time to editing. And it, I do get out the two videos. And yeah, man, it feels better. So, and it's a little little less stressful because if you guys have been here for a while, you know I tend to uh, obsess on a lot of things. So, and hopefully the audio sounds better. I actually, uh, the last few weeks, I was trying different plugins and, and different things to boost the audio without even thinking about, well, what about the stuff that's in the program? Because I use OBS. And they have all the stuff I was bringing in from like a third party, I just attached. And uh, it, it seems to be boosted, and I'm not going over, and it seems to be a little bit louder. and So hopefully the quality's pretty good. So... Ah. Whew. So I got to say, I think the podcasts are going to start being, um, the podcasts are going to start being uploaded again because I found this site called Fiverr where you hire people to do stuff. You know, it, it depends on what it is, but there's a lot of people that edit podcasts and it's like, you know, 10, 10 to 20 bucks or something, depending on the time limit. And I found this one guy to do it for like 12 bucks and he's in the UK and, uh, he already in 24 hours, bam! He had it back to me. Now, the big problem with it—it's not his editing. His editing seems to be fine. It seems to be my OCD, which is like, you know, I told him I'm not really too worried about the the audio quality because I'm a musician, so you know I can master it and all that stuff. But I want him to cut out all the ums and the you knows and the likes and the sos and and the stuff that. In the pauses, which he did, you know, 24 hours, he came back, there was like four minutes cut out. But me, uh, being the obsessive person, I listened to the first 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh, he didn't cut this out, he didn't cut this, you know, there's a few ums in there and stuff. But he even said, I tried to make it to go with the flow. So if you cut something out, it doesn't disturb the flow. But me, as the editor, you know, as the person that wants it done, it's like, oh, I would have cut that out. But it also explains why it took me three hours to edit, you know, 45 minutes to an hour long thing of audio. So I'm trying to figure, and he also said, you know, if you need revisions done, 
you can, you know, send it back and he'll do it. But to me, hey, what's up, SLG Foxy? <laughs> yeah, good to see you too. But so now I got to figure out if, you know, the whole thing is sending it to someone else to edit. You don't have to send it, spend the time to do this and do that and do that. So, uh, but that it's on me. You know, he did a good job for the first 10 minutes I listened to, but he didn't do my job. If that, you know, if that makes sense. So it's like, oh man, do I just let it Because, you know, listening to it as a third party observer is probably a lot different than how I listen to it. And, you know, I, I talked about Casey Neistat and a bunch of other guys, and they're always talking about people editing their videos for them. And they're like, I could never get someone else to edit my videos because they don't have my style and my touch, and they don't know how I do it. And now I completely understand because it's like, man, a lot of these things I got to let go because it probably does sound better to someone listening instead of how I'm listening to it. You know, because I'm listening to it like, oh, this one little part didn't get cut, so, oh, it needs, you know. So, I think I'm going to listen and, and you know, because I've got like six or seven back live streams that need to be done. And it, it saves me so much time just to send it off to someone else. And trying to let it go is going to be a hard part where it's just like, okay. But maybe if I tell them, okay, you know, there's this few parts that were missed here. And he does them better, maybe then he'll learn what I... Because this is the first one I've sent to the guy or girl. I'm, I'm assuming gender. I'm sorry about that. But, you know, they don't know how I want my things done. And like I said, he did a good job. And it, 24 hours, bam, it was back. So it was awesome. But <laughs> I just need to learn how to let things go. <laughs> But yeah, if you have anything, if you do editing or any kind of stuff, man, Fiverr, it's like F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. Man, they have all kinds of services. You just outsource it to people. But I don't think I could ever let my videos go because, you know, even though I spend four or five hours editing each video, it's still something that needs my touch on it, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. So, uh, oh, let me show you this first. Aaron just uh, hit me up on Instagram because he follows me on Instagram. But if you don't follow me on Instagram, I've been talking about making this for a long time. It's a knife jig. Can you see it there? Yeah. So, let me see if I have a knife. You know, you just attach the knife here. Boom. And grind it through. So, I've never used a jig, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. And I actually got the idea from DD Workrest. If you follow him on Instagram, he's the guy I got like my tool rest from and all that stuff that I use for my grinders. He also makes uh he also makes like knife makers vices and stuff like that and you know but I wanted to make one to see I might still buy one from him because his stuff is you know professionally made and top grade but I wanted to know if if I could use one or if it would actually make my knife making worse which it shouldn't but you never know so yeah and see uh, 
I'm going to have to weld this piece onto here. And this is aluminum. The base is aluminum with a piece of metal. Now, my TIG welder will uh, TIG weld aluminum, but I've never tried welding aluminum, so I figured it'd be better for metal. And that way, when I hook up a knife, it doesn't, like, flop over. But I still got a little bit to do. I got the video all shot. So tomorrow, I'll probably finish this up and have the video Tuesday or Wednesday. So that should be fun. Gep handmade knives. Or Gep 3. Hey, Dave, you caught me not working. Nice project on the night. On the jig. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> Hope you're having a great day. Whew. Gep 3 handmade knives. I don't think I've seen you around here before, but uh, welcome. <laughs> if I'm wrong, it's uh, my memory shot too, so. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into the topic of focus. Hey, what's up, bootleg blades? I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I, you know, actually, I'll be honest, this week, I was like, man, I don't really have any topics. I haven't been concentrating on it. I've been, you know, working on this jig and other stuff, and my sleeping patterns are off. And then last night, it came to me about focus. It's like, man, you need the focus. I've heard that my whole life. You need the focus. And, and for me, uh, focus is kind of a bad thing because... You know, with my OCD, I tend to over-focus. Or I hear, you need to stop working on everything and focus your attentions on one thing. You know, that was the big thing. The jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none theory. Oh, you're never going to get anywhere if you keep spreading yourself so thin. And You know. <clears throat> now, I understand one day I'm going to have to choose between if I want to do YouTube or if I'm going to want to make knives or that. But right now, I have a little bit of cushion where I can expand myself and, and do a bunch of things. Like, I, you know, I finished like, oh, that fillet knife I sold. The guy was like ecstatic. He couldn't believe how nice it was. I was sitting there obsessing about getting it sharp. You know, even like 10 minutes before I went and met him because this guy was a, a, a guy I went to junior high with. So I'm like sitting there sharpening knife. Oh, it's not sharp enough. Sharpen it, sharpen it, sharpen it. Because if you guys know me, sharpening is like my weakest part of knife making. So it's like I have to obsess about getting it sharp. He pulled that knife out and he's like, oh, good Lord, that thing's sharp. And he's like a hunter and a fisherman and all that. So when he said that, I was like, yes. And, I, you know, the thing about selling knives to people is a lot of them, will buy a knife and think that knife will last forever. Which, the knife itself will, but that edge won't. Like, I've had guys being like, you know, they bought a knife from me and, and a month later be like, man, this knife is dull. I can't believe you sold me a knife that goes dull. It's like, well, can I ask what you do with that knife? They're like, I don't do anything except cut boxes at work all day. It's like, well, yeah, you, you got to go get a strop. And you got to watch some videos on how to strop your knife or hone it in. You know, get the edge. Hey, what's up, Aaron? <laughs> Aaron says he's grinding bevels now. Great time for a break. I hear that. So that's a weird thing about being a knife maker. You know, you're, 
you're selling these knives and people expect them to stay sharp forever. It's like, no, no, you know, you cut, especially if you're cutting boxes all day, that's going to dull your blade in like a week. So you got to tell them, look, you got to go strop it and do all this stuff. But anyway, he pulled it out and, he, and I was like, oh, you know, just make sure if it gets dull, you, 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 you know how to sharpen. He's like, dude, I, I'm a hunter. I know how to sharpen knives. I was like, oh, I was, I was like, man, I'm so glad to hear you say that. You don't even know. <laughs> but man, whew, I need to calm down a second. I'm going at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> That's right. When I don't prepare as much, I tend to uh, get worried that I'm not going to have stuff to talk about. So my adrenaline like boosts through the ceiling. <laughs> it's like adrenaline takes over and talks for me. <laughs> I think I've hit like five topics already and barely even started. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, because I've actually had, I have the crambits done and those two little knives are done. But I haven't even put them up on the website or told anyone they're for sale or anything. It's like, I have this weird thing about finishing stuff. You know, I think I was talking about this before. I'm the kind of person that loves the chase, loves the progress, you know. The progression of the build or, or loves working on things and and it's like it's almost it's like almost like i don't want it to be over because then it's like it's a weird thing that's caught in my head it's like i just can't sit down take some pictures of it or maybe that's the problem i'm a horrible photographer hey what's up rhino 54 sorry you can't stay i'll watch you later good health and stay safe hey man i hope everything's good in uh france Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Chip says he just typed and Aaron's name popped up in the suggested words. <laughs> because your phone has AI, man. It, it, it's trying to determine what you're going to say before you say it. And I would say what, like 70, 80% of the time it's right? Man, I'm telling you. Sometimes it's awesome, but sometimes that thing can be annoying when you have that. Especially when you're like trying to cuss, you know, you're, you're, you're texting to your friends or something and you're trying to type in the F word and it says duck instead, or, you know, you say the S word, it, it says every word except that. It's like, no, learn how to cuss, you stupid phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Aaron says he got blown away by a guy wanting a hundred dollar blades from me. Only wanted to pay fifty because he said he could buy three blades on Amazon for a hundred bucks. I got butt hurt for a minute, man. See, that's the thing. It's it's a hard game to play when you're a custom knife maker because people see that. Oh well, I can go buy a Kershaw for forty bucks. Why would I buy this one for a hundred or two hundred dollars? It's like, well, because I put all my sweat and tears into this. <clears throat> and really, the only time you're going to find people that are willing to pay, and they don't even have to be knife makers, but like a carpenter or someone that does custom work themselves that knows the value and the sweat and the soul you put into a knife or into a, you know, into a piece of furniture or anything you build is going to cost three times as much because it's not produced in a sweatshop or in a, 
a factory or it's, you know, it doesn't come out a hundred at a time. So people don't understand that. I get that all the time. And uh, the funny thing is, the guy that got me into knife making, he's always selling his knives. He buys custom knives and sells them and stuff like that. And people, what's even worse is, you know, he'll sell a knife for 150 bucks, and people will hit him up and be like, well, can I make six payments? You know, can I, can I, can I pay you like 20 bucks a week for this knife? And it's like, no, <laughs> I don't need, if I, if I only needed 20 bucks a week, I wouldn't be selling my knife. You know, I need this $150 for something else. You know, it's like, <clears throat> it's funny when you start selling your own stuff, the, the things people will say and do, you know, because they don't understand. And I think it's because a lot of people, I hear I'm doing that Bill Clinton thing again. I think a lot of people uh, work normal jobs. You know, they go to work, they wake up at 7 or 8 o'clock, they work for someone else, you know, they don't do, if, if they do something in their free time, it's a hobby. So that's not, there's, there's kind of a difference when you want to be something as a career or something that's a passion than just a hobby. Because a hobby, you don't put, I mean, in a hobby you do put all your blood and sweat into it, but not as much as when it's something that you're, you want to make your passion, if that makes sense. If that makes sense at all. I, I hope it does. In my head, it, it sounds right. Because when you're doing a hobby, you're just, oh, this is fun. I'll work on it some tonight. And then a couple days later, I'll work on it. And yeah, it looks good. And it, you know, it, it may take a couple months and it, it works out fine. But, you know, Man, when you get that passion, you want to sell this and you want to make a living with this thing you're building. It's like, like in fact, um, that knife, the uh, the knife makers build. Remember how the the one with the scratches on it? If you guys watch my videos, I ended up giving that to the lady that comes and bathes my mom and stuff, because she's like, I'm going back, uh, I'm going back to South America for a month. Uh, you know, my dad needs a knife, and I was like, here. You can have this because, you know, not only does she take care of my mom, she's taught me how for me to take care of her. She's like, oh, you don't do that. She's going to get sick if you do this, you know. Don't leave this stuff here because, you know, that stuff's going to, you know, like all the trash cans and stuff aren't in my mom's room. They're all in the hallway outside because so she doesn't breathe that bad air. You know, just stuff like that. And, you know, she's taught me more because... When my mom first got out of the hospital, I hired people like 12 hours a day to take care of her and teach me how to take care of her. They took care of her, but they didn't really teach me much. The lady that does my, you know, comes for the, and she's always on me. You know, the funny thing is she, you know, I, it's almost like she's gotten to know me too good because she catches me slipping and she gets on me. You know, why are you doing this? Look at these dishes. These need to be clean. You know, so she's almost become like my mom. Because so, <laughs> I'm horrible at cleaning. Well, if you guys watch the video, you know how dirty the shop is. So. <laughs> Chip, he has to heal his hands before he can continue. Because he puts all his blood, sweat, and almost tears in the work. Did you get that tape? I was, uh, Simple Little Life was talking about that tape. In fact, I think I have some here. 
Oops. I bought some. Uh, it's from like a jewelry supply place. I bought some, but I've never used it. It's taped like that. I think it's for like, uh, it's almost like that hockey puck stuff. So it protects your fingers. I sent you an email about it, Chip. So, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> focus. Here's the topic of focus and I'm going off on 100 topics and not focusing. <laughs> but, uh, excuse me. Focus for me is a weird thing because if I focus too much, I obsess. Like, uh, when I was in college, <clears throat> I'm the kind of person that wants to, uh, pick apart and know why everything works. I don't want to just know how it works. I want to know why it works. So one thing I learned quick in, in college, cause I went to school for uh, computer technology and my class was like the last class where they're like, you have to build circuits. You have to do this. And the next, uh, or the next semester of classes were all digital where you didn't have to take apart things and build things and, and learn how everything worked. And for my grades dropped for a while to like C's cause I usually get A's and B's because I'm so obsessive. And I, I realized what I had to do is not figure out and analyze every little part. I just had to accept what they were telling me was right and do it that way. If that makes sense. So, you know, if someone says, uh, two plus two equals four, I, you know, instead of sitting there writing down one, two, three, four, here's two, here's two, here's two. Oh, that equals four. I just accept two plus two equals four. Kind of making an easy example because I'm a very analytical person and it's hard for me to just, okay, well, that's what they say. But once I started doing that, you know, my grades went back up to A's and B's because they told me that's how it works. That's how it works. So if, if I focus too much, then I tend to over-focus it. Just like I was talking about the Fiverr guy that's editing my podcast. If I sent one of you guys the WAV file and say, man, what do you think of this guy's editing my video or editing the podcast? You'd probably listen to it and say, man, that sounds great. He did an awesome job. But me, I hear, oh, he missed this, um, oh, he missed this, so, or, you know, or so, you know, oh, he, you know, every, I pick apart every little part. And the whole point of me, you know, sending someone else to edit my, my files is so I don't have to sit there for hours and stress over every little thing because you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I would take a 45 to an hour long live stream and it would take me three hours to edit it because I would do that little part and I cut it out and move it over and just enough space where you have the pause, you know, even though it was like a 10 second pause, I cut it. So it's like a two second pause. So you couldn't tell I paused or you couldn't tell I cut out a word or this and man, it's just like. That's why I stopped editing them because it was just taking way too much time. Yes, and it caught on fire. Sparks hit the tape and it burns. Huh. Hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, especially since that's, uh, it's not plastic, but it's that rubbery stuff. 
It seems like it'd be almost the same thing as Band-Aids, though. I, did I just read that? Chip said, sparks hit the tape and it burns. Band-Aids are better. It seems like Band-Aids would uh, fall off, though. So, but you definitely don't want something burning on your fingers. That's for sure. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <coughs> but, <whew. laughs> Yeah, and then the, the other side of the focus is, like I said... You know, I tend to, like, you know, if you guys watch my videos, I'm always doing, like, five knives at a time, or I'm doing three projects and two knives, or, you know, or just in general, I'm doing YouTube while I'm making knives, while I'm doing the live stream. But that's how I work, because if I don't work like that, I do nothing. I'm one of those, it has to be all or nothing kind of guys. In fact... Like this last week, why I didn't get much done in the beginning of the week, it was, uh, you know, Monday I got the video, or Tuesday I got the video out, and everything was going good. But I have this, lately I've been on this kick where I've only been sleeping like three hours. And then I wake up and I'm wide awake. But then, so it's like the next day I'll sleep for like four or five hours, and I'll get up, but then it's like, oh, I'm just going to lay down. And then I'm out for like six more hours. And if I sleep more than seven hours, man, I just can't function. I don't know. Too much sleep is bad for me. You know, I get in this, like, dream world, and I want to go back to sleep, and I want to keep dreaming more, and it's like, ah. You know, dreams are great, but they're very uh, anti-productive for me. <laughs> and I've always been... Uh, Aaron says, he's, I'm not alone. He's the same way. Chip, you need thin uh, leather knuckle guards. You know, uh, I don't know if you watch <coughs> uh, Michael Cthulhu's channel. He's the guy that used to be on Discovery that made those huge swords. You know, everything he makes is big. But that's what he got. He does everything with angle grinders and stuff like that. But he's got a bunch of things he made out of leather himself. Like his apron he made. and In fact, I think last month he had to make a new apron because his other one was so burned up and stuff like that. So, you might want to try something like that. But I don't know how that would be. Like, you know, when you're holding the knife grinding, it might interfere. You might just want to... You might want to try practicing holding a new way because I know what I was doing for a while. Excuse me. I got water all over my face. Uh, the way I was holding things, my my fingernails were burning from the sparks because I'd hold it like that and the sparks were coming down and hitting my fingers. So I had to adjust, you know, holding a different way. So you might try adjusting the way you hold your knife too and see if that helps. There's, you know, other than that, yeah, if there's, that tape didn't work. Hmm, I wonder why... Band-Aids work and the tape doesn't. That's interesting. Now, you might be able to find some, like, thin leather that might work. But getting it to connect... You know what you might want to try? Um, like those fingerless gloves. Well, I guess they, I was going to say those fingerless gloves. You know, like the 80s, they had all these gloves with, like, half fingers, like motorcycle gloves and stuff. But then they wouldn't protect your fingers up here. So, huh. Yeah, I guess you just got to keep trying a few different things till you find that what works. But maybe adjusting the way you hold the knife or something might change it too. 
<laughs> ah, let's see. <laughs> I got a bunch of topics here, but I need to take a second to slow down and see what I got. Actually, I think I've hit most of them. <laughs> oh, here's one. <laughs> oh, um, if you if if you do YouTube and stuff or anything, a lot of people always say they have problems finding ideas like oh how do you find your ideas how do you get your ideas to make knives or i want to be a youtuber but i don't have any ideas on how to make videos and and, and stuff like that and i used to think i had that problem too but i have the opposite problem i i just have i don't have enough time i've got so many ideas and stuff like that i just don't have the time to do them or in a like, a, I, I want to do them all at one time instead of spreading them out. Which I'm starting to learn. Take my time. I got water dripping down my face. <laughs> Take my time. You know, spread them out. But I never write these ideas. And I've watched a lot of other YouTubers talk about, you know, when they do their videos, they write out storyboards. And, man, I don't think I could do that. You know, like, you know, say... say you know, I'm getting ready to film the knife making jig video and I write out the storyboard of all my so instead of instead of just talking to the camera I'd be sitting there reading <laughs> and you know how bad I read so that wouldn't work <clears throat> so luckily um, uh, Aaron asked have I tried the bevel guide yet no it's not it's not finished I, I, I still need to weld a few more parts but it should be going pretty soon. So I just need to drill and tap these holes and uh, put the push rod out for it. So now, luckily, luckily my OCD does help me think ahead because I was just going to weld this on there and I want to attach a piece to here to hold to the front. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have to make sure all these screws are attached to this before I, you know, before I grind down this and weld to it, or I won't be able to get the bolts on, and I'm going to have to make sure one bolt's behind here and in front of here, you know, because that's how it's going to keep the Titan to move it forward with these two screws. So, sometimes it's, it's good to think ahead, because if I would sit there and weld this all together, I'd be like, oh, I didn't do this. I had to take it all apart and cut it open. And... <laughs> <coughs> Chip says if he wears gloves, he burns the tip of his knives. Yeah, see, that's I never wear gloves. The only time I wear gloves is uh, like when I'm when I'm normalizing and I do that stainless steel wrap. I wear gloves because that stainless steel wrap will cut you, cut you quick. It's like razor sharp. Other than that, you never. Well, sometimes if I remember. I'll wear gloves when I'm doing like ferric or stuff like that because I don't want to stain my hands. It's not it's not the ferric's dangerous. It's it stains your hands for three or four days. But yeah, when I see a lot of guys like Alex Steele and that, and they're grinding with gloves on, it's like man, especially after heat treat, it's like man, how can you do that? How do you know when to dip the knife? How do you know, you know, when your blade's getting too hot or just uh, I've never understood it. And just for uh, 
just for the feeling of, of, you know, making a knife is very pressure sensitive and very meticulous. Well, my knife making is very pressure sensitive and meticulous. You know, which, that's one thing I hope the jig will take away. But, uh, the funny thing about this jig, I had a couple people on Facebook, on the groups I'm on, they're like, oh man, you won't like grinding with the jig, you're gonna go back to freehand. And it's like, well, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't, because what I plan on doing, maybe this will be better. What I plan on doing is, you know, if you watch my video before, before heat treat, I always stop like right here. You know, I stop before the choil. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this much of the blade with the jig. And then I'm going to finish out with, you know, my nice curved plunges and all that. So I'm not even going to touch the plunge line or anything like that with the jig. I'm just using the jig to get a nice clean surface here. Because that's one thing I, I see a lot of people that use jigs. They get those nice crisp grind lines that are just like nice and clean. Boom. One pass. Boom. You know, all really nice and consistent. And that's what a jig's supposed to do. It's supposed to make your grinding consistent. But, and, you know, I've talked about this a lot. For some reason, people are like all or nothing, all or nothing. Even Simple Little Life, it seems like he just does it all on a jig or he all does it all freehand. And, you know, if you guys watched his last video, that chopper he did, man, whew, that was a sweet looking chopper. But why can't you use both? Why can't you use the jig to put in your bevel real quick and then come back and freehand the, you know, the plunge lines? Because it just doesn't seem... Uh, I, see, I'm talking from theory instead of practice here because I've never used a jig, but it seems to me like you would want to do finish work freehand. And that's why I've always said, people are like, oh, why don't you use a jig? Why don't you use a jig? And I've said, you know, you got to learn how to freehand grind first. Because you got to know how to know these little things when you want to, you know, when you want to come in and you want to finish off your plunge lines and make them nice and clean and, 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 and turn in like this. And, or even if you have straight up and down plunge lines, you don't want them to just be ground straight in, which... I think a, a jig would do because you're only doing the one way. Now I could be wrong, but it just seems like you would want to know how to freehand grind and then use a jig just to make everything work faster. Chip says the jig helps his plunge grind. Oh, okay. He said he, he, he uh, learned to start with a jig and then switch to hand. Right on, right on. You know, and, you know, I said this before, a lot of things I'm talking about is what works for me. And it's good to hear you guys talk about what works for you because the thing is, and that's why I always got try to get you guys to comment and stuff, especially on my other videos and not the live stream. It's because someone might come to me and watch a video and try to learn something and they're like, oh, well, I tried that and it doesn't work. But if you guys put in, well, hey, look, I did it this way and this actually works for me. Someone might see that and, uh, you know, they might come through my video, but you're the ones that actually help them to get past a little blockade or whatever. 
you know, a little hump in their knife making. And that's why <clears throat> I always want you guys, you know, if you see something I do that you don't do, or you do something, you know, a different way that works better for you, if you comment on that, someone can read that comment and be like, oh, no wonder I don't do it, you know, no wonder it doesn't work when I do it this way. It works, it would work better, or, or they can try it your way and it works for them, you know. And that's why I try to keep this, that's why I've always preached community and, and you know, even though we're kind of in competition because we're all knife makers, we're more of a community and, and competition helps and, and moves us, you know, helps each other build off of each other. But as a community, it's good to help each other. Because what I do, believe me, a lot of times probably doesn't work for a lot of people because the way I think, you know, I, you know, I do 10 more steps than a lot of people because that's just the way my brain processes things. So you guys got faster ways or, or better ways that might help someone else coming up. So, you know. <laughs> Chip, my biggest problem is my pressure and my belt selection. <clears throat> yeah, Chip, that's what I was talking about uh, when you were asking me about Trizacs. And uh, I want to make sure you know Trizacs start at at 220 and up you need to get ceramics you know i know a lot of guys are like oh i use aluminum oxide and they work great and aluminum oxide is cheap and it works but man you know there's a lot of guys that say that and i've seen a few guys that are you know bigger youtubers in the forging side that's like oh i've tried i've tried ceramics and they're not worth the money and most likely they try, you know, uh, like the 3M tries or the 3M ceramics or, or or the blades or whatever. What are they called? The Norton blades, whatever. And those are like eight to twelve dollars a belt. Of course they're not worth it. But if you get like a VSM from True Grits, Chip, that's the guy I sent you the link to. You know, they're like five bucks a belt. And believe me, you get three to four times more wear than aluminum oxide. You know, I usually go 36, 80, and then 120. All right, I go 36, 80. Or no. <laughs> oh, man. See, my, I need to edit all this out. <laughs> I go 36, yeah, 36, 80, 120, and then heat treat. And then usually, if I need to, 36, but usually like 60, then 120, 240, and then go to gator belts and cork belts and all that stuff. So, you know, but when you do stuff like that and you switch, you know, before preheat treat and after retreat, the $5 a belt lasts a lot longer. And the reason your blades are getting hot is because you're using aluminum oxide and they wear out real quick. <clears throat> In fact, when you use aluminum oxide, that's how you know your belt is wearing out because it gets hot really fast. So, and you'll know if you use a ceramic belt a bunch of times, all of a sudden you'll notice your blade's getting hot really quick. And it's like, it's because of the belt's wearing out. That's the first sign that you need to change belts because it's all of a sudden getting hot, uh, getting too hot. But yeah, pressure is definitely a big thing uh, because you got to let the belt do the work instead of pressing into it thinking, oh, I'm doing the work. If you let the belt, especially now that you got that VFD, you can run it a little in between. You know, you don't want full bore. 
but you don't want it slower. So you go, you know, half, three quarters, and you let the belt cut, cut into everything. Aaron says ceramic changed his life. He uses Rev Label 40 grit, 12 of them. Yeah, that's for the 1x30s. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chip says, ask my fingertips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, do you have a dip bucket under your grinder? That's 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 the key. You know, not only will, you know, I got a five-gallon bucket right under my grinder. You start feeling, and that's the thing with aluminum oxide. It's not like it just gradually gets hot. The belt wears out so quick, boom, it's like too hot to hold. Ceramics, you're grinding, you're letting the belt do the work, and you feel it slowly get hot, and you can dip it. You know, I dip my knives before heat treat and after heat treat. It's not about, you know, it's not about ruining the heat treat. It's about saving my fingers. <laughs> but then again, I play guitar, so my fingers are so calloused, I could probably hold up, you know, Hold fire in my hand and not burn for a while. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Chip says he dips constantly. So, yeah, that's definitely. But I would almost guarantee it's the aluminum oxide belts, or your belts are getting too worn. But ceramics are great for that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, woo, 3.42, we made the 40-minute mark. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, let's see, man, it's funny because the couple days leading up to the live stream, it's like I have all these thoughts in my head and all these topics that I, and all the different ways I want to take them, and then I sit down and I completely talk about different stuff. <laughs> so, but that's all good. Oh, Memorial Weekend. Happy Memorial Day if you're in America. Sorry I don't know uh, other countries' holidays, but uh, yeah. I'm an American and we're just stubborn people. <laughs> we don't know about other countries. Oh, man. I know I sound like I'm joking, but it's so true. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. Alrighty, I think I'm gonna cut it there. Get back to making this jig. I really appreciate all the subscribers, the 2,000 subs. Oh, and if you watch this week's video and you see me wearing this shirt, I almost ran out of time and I forgot to change my shirt, so. <laughs> I probably smell pretty bad too. <laughs> oh, I actually was up pretty early today, but I spent so much time trying to get this audio perfect because I can see even when I'm yelling, it's not clipping, so that's a good thing. And it should be a little bit louder, so... Yeah, man. Hopefully, this will be the right settings and, and the right everything. Tip says, I don't think I have ceramic belts. Send me a link to your suggestions. Bootleg Blades, he can't smell me from here. You know, that's funny, Bootleg Blades. Uh, when, some, when we'd be working on a construction site and someone would mess something up, we'd always be like, Man, it looks good from my house. <laughs> you know, which is 10 miles away. <laughs> yeah, you guys are lucky it's not smell-o-vision. <laughs> oh, man. 
In fact, a lot of times I'll, I'll be watching my videos back and I'll notice I got a bunch of flakes on my shirt. And it's usually because, you know, instead of I wake up the next morning or afternoon or whatever, because I usually don't go to sleep till 4 or 5 in the morning. So I'll wake up and, and I'll go to shoot a video and I'll be like, oh, I'll just wash my hair out and comb it up and, and, and start shooting the video. You know, because usually if I take a shower, it's at night instead of in the morning. So then it's like, oh, man. I need to learn how to shake my shirt off before I do these videos. <laughs> and it's not dandruff. It's all the gel I put in my hair to keep it straight up. <laughs> yeah, Chip, good enough for government work. Yeah, man, that's another one we used to say. <laughs> you guys should join the union. <laughs> you see five guys standing around and one holding the flag. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, I guess I'm going to call it for today. Man, once again, thanks for the 2,000 subscribers. Man. Whew. Now, if I could just cut that in half and do three th another 1,000 in three months, man, I'll be rocking and rolling. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but I don't think so because, man. Getting in that numbers game and getting caught up and being like, oh man, I got to do this. Whew. I just got to learn to relax and put out good content instead of, I have to meet these deadlines. And uh, But I've gone over that before. Anyway, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great Memorial Day. A great uh, weekend. I almost forgot. My shirts are available. I already put the links up. I don't know if you can see them on the live stream, but if you watch out after... On my website, there's Amazon links for all the tools I use and stuff like that, or cameras I use to shoot and stuff like that. And I've got two different kinds of shirts up. Well, three or four different, two kinds of prints, but like three or four options for each shirt. And that's all on my website, which the links are down below or up in the cards above. I'm sitting here, I don't know why I'm, I, for some reason, I can't say goodbye. I, it's like I'll sit there and talk for an hour and, and run out of things to say. And then the last five minutes, I just find everything to say and I won't shut up. So, <laughs> all right, let's have a great week. I'll see you probably Tuesday or Wednesday if you watch my other videos. Make sure to comment and uh, if you got ideas or stuff you want to talk about and or ways you do things that, well, not on here, but on the other videos, like I said, if you got ways that you see it won't offend me if you think I do it wrong either because uh, I'm learning just like you guys. I might be a little bit farther ahead of the game, but that doesn't mean I can't go back and learn things I missed. So really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. If you're in America, have a great Memorial Day. If you only watch the live streams, I'll see you next Sunday. And as always, take it easy. <laughs>